You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Uh, I'm Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani and I'm here with Tony Lynn Collins and we are two Texas licensed attorneys and we host The Legal Connection every Tuesday from 12 to 1. We start a little bit late sometimes, but every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. You can listen to us on 104.5 FM or 106.1 if you're in Montgomery County, and you can also watch us live on Facebook. And uh, we're on Google Play and iTunes, and you can download that tomorrow and listen if you want to. Today, we are talking about what do I do if there's a warrant, if I find out there's a warrant for my arrest. Right. And it, mm-hmm. and it happens all the time, Tony, right? Yes, outstanding warrants. I was trying to figure out how did I phrase this that was the simplistic um, and... Uh, yeah, it, it's very common to uh, learn that you have a warrant because uh, basically somebody has made a report to the police or the police have witnessed it, but usually if they've witnessed it, you're arrested right there if they believe there's reasonable suspicion. And somebody, it could be your ex-wife, a neighbor, uh, somebody that's traveling on the road, maybe it could be a mistake, but somebody's made a report to law enforcement, whether it be the sheriff, the constable, um uh, I guess directly to the district attorney, uh, family, um, uh, the attorney general, if it's a child support issue. Somebody's made a report that you have committed a crime, and then this report is taken by law enforcement to uh, the district attorney for whatever county it would be. It would be Montgomery County here, of course, uh, but we've got a lot of cases in Harris and Fort mm-hmm, Bend and, mm-hmm. and Waller and, and, mm-hmm. and Walker and the you know surrounding Never counties did. that mm-hmm. we work on. And that the district attorney, if they decide to take the case, then charges are pressed, and then there'll be a warrant. A warrant will be issued. And you may not know about it. It could be a year. There could have been a warrant outstanding for a long time, and you just simply don't know about it. And One time I had a client, Tony, we showed up for a court date, and there was a warrant that had been issued for his arrest. And we didn't. I didn't even know. Right. And I was the attorney. <laughs> That's. And if it's out of county and that happens... Usually the court won't know that you're going into it's out of county. But what I do when I get a new client is the first thing I do is I run like a little report on them because I don't know them mm-hmm. to see if they've got any outstanding warrants because uh, there's a litany of reasons why somebody may have an outstanding warrant. It could be they've got they're on a deferred and they haven't shown up. They have a failure to appear. Um, they may have a, a warrant outstanding because in a lower level court they had a warrant and you didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And we're talking maybe a JP court uh, setting where uh, just the peace court where it was a class C case mm-hmm. uh, a, a ticket. Um, uh, you know, uh, 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 there's class C assaults. The lower level. Uh, criminal crimes where you don't actually face jail time or class C cases, mm-hmm. and they're in the Justice Peace Court. Well, if you don't show up for your hearing in the JP Court, whether it be a traffic ticket or whatever it may be, um, they will in- issue a bench warrant, and you've got a warrant out. And the county is uh, synced in to the different court levels. The prosecutors, uh, they rotate within the, the JP Court, the county court, the district courts, and they'll look it up. 
So you could very well show up, or if you haven't looked it up for your client, and there's a warrant out. Well, so how would our listeners look it up to see if there's a warrant for their arrest? Well, what I do just as an attorney is I just kind of poke around. I'll put their name in the three different levels, the mm-hmm. JP court, the county court, mm-hmm. and the district court. Typically, if you if there's a federal warrant outstanding, the federal court, if they really want you, they may look at the county settings. It just, the timing's not there. Usually it's jurisdictional, just like ICE mm-hmm. isn't going to come into your county court looking for you, particularly right now with COVID. So um, I just look within that court love, that, that court system. But what we were discussing earlier this morning is I'll call a bond company. They've got statewide, the Vine system. Right. They're looking to make money. They'll stick your, that person's name in and let them know because they're looking to help you so that you will go to them to get your bond. It's a right. money-making thing. Right. So um, tell us about the show today. What are our segments, and why is this important? So today we're going to talk about what a warrant is. We so sort of touched on that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what your options are when you have an outstanding warrant. So mm-hmm. you find out, you say you call the bond company, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, yeah, you got mm-hmm. three warrants. Mm-hmm. Um, then the third thing we're going to talk about is how to contact the court for protocol. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is we're just going to talk about cases and just okay. discuss what we've... And so you had... Um, uh, a, a, a case that came up this morning, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of talking about it, and that's mm-hmm. why we decided to do the, our show on that today. Right. So, so what happened? Um, well, a friend, client of mine, got a call from a bonding company mm-hmm. and said, hey, there's a, a warrant that's been issued for your arrest. Mm-hmm. And so she called me up mm-hmm. and told me. Okay. And so when that happens, uh-huh. the very first thing that I would do immediately is I would uh, determine if that bonding company was correct or not. They make mistakes all the time. Well, not all the time, but if They're the name people. is similar, right. um, or maybe, um, well, like my husband's got a common name. And mm-hmm. so when right. he goes to get his medical license renewed, the medical board uh, has questions because his name is so common. It's never him. He doesn't have warrants out. But I have, as you know, as a wife and an attorney, it's pretty easy for me just to put together a little email showing that this isn't him. You know, and, and then it's, you know, when he has to get approval at the different hospitals he works at, they do it. But the same thing could apply for anybody trying to renew a license, whether mm-hmm. it be a real estate license mm-hmm. or a, not probably not a legal license, but it could be. There's mm-hmm. some attorneys that don't really know how to maneuver around the criminal side because they do, you know, white collar work mm-hmm. or not white collar crime, but they do say patents or intellectual property. Mm-hmm. This may not be what they do. So yeah. I'll have attorney friends that'll call me saying, hey, this is something that you do. What do I do? And I'll look it up for them real quick. So the first thing you want to do is you you want to find out if there is actually a warrant mm-hmm. um, out for your arrest. And you can do this on your own if you don't want to contact an attorney uh, by checking with the Harris County's Sheriff's Department's website. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the Harris County District Clerk or the clerk site. In Harris County, the county courts and the, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. I want to say that the, well, the misdemeanor courts, the misdemeanor criminal cases and the uh, felony cases are all on the same website. So you just go to the Harris County District Clerk. Mm-hmm. But in Montgomery County, they're not. Mm-hmm. In Montgomery County, the JP courts, the county court clerk cases, which mm-hmm. are the misdemeanor cases, mm-hmm. and the um, felony cases, which are in district court, they're all on different websites. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, and the JP courts are all on their own individual, individual. sites. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check it out, it's almost way easier just to call a bond company yeah you know I, I, there's so many and i've used a lot of them i really like they're the ones that are kind of close to the jail yeah but a call first to confirm that um your, may, your name may not be on the arrest warrant list yet either sometimes you know there is a warrant and the bond companies aren't finding it but 
you know. You, you don't have to rely upon a bond company because the name may not be the same or whatever. Um, it may not have made it to the... Because if, if you've if you got a, a loved one that's being arrested mm-hmm. and you're looking to find out what the bond is, it hasn't shown up on all these lists yet. So now you're, work, you're trying to get a bond to get them out and you don't know where to turn. Right. And so it's just a, 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 it's a, a matter of uh, working with the... Uh, the the court and the law enforcement and the district attorney's office to quickly get that bond because if um, and we're going to talk about the fifteen seventeen hearings here in a little bit mm-hmm. but you're trying to get a bond because you don't want you want them out they've been arrested and you don't even know if there's probable cause yet you just think it's a, the arrest was bad you watched someone get arrested outside let's say their house let's mm-hmm. say it was a neighbor. And a boyfriend, one of your your kids' boyfriends or something. And you know that this, they shouldn't have been arrested, but the police officer has an agenda against you or or your loved one or whoever's being arrested. And you know they should be released. This is ridiculous. And so you can't even believe that charges are being filed. They can be arrested for uh, reasonable suspicion, but there may not be probable cause. And so what you're doing is you call a bond company so you can quickly get a bond set, but it's not in their computer yet. And so um, you're calling the court to see if the case is through the district attorney's office has made it to the court yet. So what I've done in those situations is I'm calling the district attorney's office, and they're just a couple of gals that, that are behind the little glass booths, COVID or not. They've got their glass booths. Mm-hmm. And you're asking them, has it hit? Has the case made it from law enforcement to your desk yet? I need a bond. I need a bond. I need a bond. You're bugging them because you're trying to get the computer, that, little, that, that bond amount set in the computer so it hits the jail so you can post a cash bond or the bonding company can get them out. And what we've talked about before is the bond amount. You really, if you get the cash for a bond, you don't want to get a bonding company involved because why should you? The bonding company is making money by helping you, and mm-hmm. is, and they will help you and guide you anyway because they, they they're thinking you might be a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. So they don't they'll still help you walk through the cash bond process. But your options are: do I do a cash bond on a low amount? And there's a little bit of a premium, so the bonding company can make some money. Or do I just want to use the bonding company because they've already done this? They'll walk it through for me. They're going to call me whenever there's a, a court appearance date. They're they're going to be my expert, so to speak, on making sure that everything is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically like the cash bond route because you get the whole amount of money back. And I can't remember in Harris County if they do this or not, but it seems like you could get interest on it. I don't really remember. All right. So, but I'm kind of getting off the beaten track. You had said your friend had called and, and uh, your friend or your client. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, clients uh, turn uh, into our yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. They do. They <laughs> Which do. Which is kind of scary. And so, mm-hmm. um, it is kind of scary. scary. <laughs> because you, you've got friends that now have got, uh, they're not, I guess if it's a one-time thing, that's one thing. But if they have got a, it's become a habit of them being arrested, they're your friends, but... But now you become their go-to person whenever something bad happens, and you've become a, become a part of their life. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want with your life. You no. want peace. Right. You don't want to be the person that's on their hotline. I'll when, call for them anytime because because they've made a habit now of getting having uh, interaction with the police. And those type of friends are the people that have some sort of a uh, of what I've determined. Uh, through experience over like the last 20 years of doing this, um, they tend to have 
some sort of a, an abuse problem, either their spouse is abusive, mm-hmm. an addiction with alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may have, uh, they may be, uh, they, they're, they're uh, small-time thieves. It may be that they're kleptomaniacs. They've got some issue where suddenly you've been pulled into their life of small crime. They usually have good intentions, but they're making mistakes and making bad judgments because of another issue. Mm-hmm. And now... If, if I've got clients that have been arrested more than once or they've got lots and lots of civil cases because they just make, um, they, they, they tend to make agreements and contracts that they may have good intentions initially of fulfilling, but they don't. And they're in court all the time with civil cases, people arresting them for right. bad checks, which mm-hmm. can turn into a criminal, you know, mm-hmm. bad checks. It's a, a, contact, a contract breach. Mm-hmm. But I've got a client right now who I've handled like seven cases for him and they're all civil because and he just called me again over Christmas and I thought uh oh I'm hearing from him that means he's not calling me to wish me a merry Christmas he's calling me because he has legal issues and um, he just doesn't comply with his contracts he'll write a twenty thousand dollar check for something and then it's a partner he's become friends with them and then the the police won't take it because they're partners it's kind of a smart thing to do but he's also got now a civil case with them and right. no matter it's just bad I mean it's bad that's dealing the, that's you're right Tony people. Do and so they're your clients, but uh, and you tend to work for them with them for free, but you've got, when you have that many client friends that need your help, your life has now become a uh, a charity. You're more of a you know a charity institution because you're constantly helping, and you do want to help as many people as you can. Sure, but you can't take on all these cases for nothing or for I know, free I know. because now your life is you're. You're sucked into the vortex of all these issues. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never been arrested, so I don't know. I know now in comparison that never having been arrested that these people are making bad decisions. Right. Because they're not serving God by serving others, which is what we always end our show with. Right. But that, right. Anyway, um, all right, first you're going to see if there's a warrant. Um, the name may not be the list. You may, need to make, you may need to push it through. You may need to get an attorney involved if this is like the first time you've done this, if one of a loved one's been arrested or a neighbor's been arrested and it doesn't look like it's the proper, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're not in the, the, the bond uh, system yet, if because the, the law enforcement system hasn't, the, the court hasn't given them a bond amount, a lot of times on a schedule, then you need to, you really need to be noisy to get that done or they're going to be in jail for 12 to 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And if with the right attorney involved, the right person, you can, and they usually don't talk to lay people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know maybe a police officer or something, but usually it's an attorney, then you can move it through quicker because squeaky wheels get the grease and you're calling, you're bugging him, you're trying to get it pushed through. And then you do a cash bond through the jails, or you, and a lot of times they'll want collateral, or you go to, through a bonding company and they a lot of times want collateral too, depending on the, uh, the status of their citizenship are uh, the the degree of the crime that they're accusing you of, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, if you uh, get a, a cash bond, which I like, a lot of times, though, and we were talking about this earlier, um, they may not even be probable cause for the arrest. Mm-hmm. And so you really do want to get an attorney involved. <clears throat> right. If there's no bond set yet, or the bond is too high, because you need to get a, a, an attorney in front of a judge to argue there was not probable cause for this particular charge um, or the bond needs to be reduced to something that's fair 
under a 1517. And so uh, to kind of go into that, what do you, what tell us about 1517 bonds. What do you know um, about that? Of, it's a 1517 hearing, mm-hmm. and that's where you go before the magistrate and your bond is set. Ex- your charges against you are explained to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make sure, they make sure you can It's speak a magistrate English. judge. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you're actually seeing a judge at this point. Mm-hmm. And this 1517 can occur in jail on the video. Yeah. So that's not, it's not, and if you have the wherewithal to say, I'd like an attorney and mm-hmm. you can get and your family can get a hold of an attorney. An attorney can go down to these video uh, hearings the before the magistrate judge, which I've done that before. I've hauled out to Harris County into the jail and asked to be admitted because you're, it's actually in the jail and like in the basement in Harris County. I'm not sure where it is in Montgomery County. I haven't had a clients with the wherewithal to call me during these hearings, but what you're doing is you're asking them for to lower the bond so mm-hmm. that you can get a PR bond. Mm-hmm. And they'll usually have a public defender on hand to help you. But th- the best thing advice we can ever give you on this show uh, for something like that is um, to remain silent. You don't don't admit anything. Talk with that attorney if just don't say anything until you've spoken with the attorney. The public defender, by your constitutional right, is there for you. Right. So you're not talking to the government without mm-hmm. uh, at any uh, uh, point mm-hmm. without legal advice. And they mm-hmm. may very well say um, you need to exercise your right to remain silent. And with the probable cause hearing, you may want to do that because you may say something that'll that'll um, inculpate you when yeah. you didn't even do anything. I know. And so what was the situation that you had this morning? You had an, a case where um, I thought that applied. Yeah. Well, actually, yesterday, you mean the 1517 hearing? Uh, or, well... Well, I want you to tell us about the 1517 hearing, but what was the... The, the, the uh, briefly, you don't have to use any names, the facts that you had in your case. Well, I mean, it's just, it's goofy. There was a, a traffic accident um, in in my client's uh, area that, that they live in, and... Um, it was back in August. Mm-hmm. Um, so my client goes home. What time of day was it? It was at night, about 11 o'clock at night. Okay. It was dark. <clears throat> so my client is waiting there. It was a, The car appeared to be not abandoned, but it was on a, a part of the street where there were no houses. So there's houses. a traffic accident, but you're telling me that there was only one person. There was nobody in the other car. That's right. Okay. The car was parked. Okay. So it was a not really even a traffic accident. No. It was a vehicular accident yes okay in the middle of the night in the middle of the mm-hmm. night and so they wait and wait uh nobody shows up uh, who is they uh my client my okay. client waits by herself 20 minutes or himself whoever. not not yeah not okay. wait and wait okay so uh then they decide to drive around my client decides to drive around the corner and go to their house well the problem was go my, to your client's house yes okay. my client didn't leave a piece of paper on the windshield nothing okay so your client hit a car yes a parked car yes and she waited did she go knock on the door of the so no. she didn't she didn't knock on the door where she hit the car. There was no house by where she hit the car. Oh, the car was like in the middle of a street? It was down at a cul-de-sac where there weren't houses Was it around. construction or something? Or? I, don't, I don't believe so. Okay, so it was just a street where there was no houses. A, a section of the street. Okay, so it looks houses. like maybe a, 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 a subdivision that was in the a pending being developed 
Why would you have a street with no houses on it? That doesn't make any sense Well, it was the area of the street. You know, like I remember I lived in a neighborhood one time. There was a cul-de-sac and there were no houses around it. Uh And we used to park a big van. We had a big 15-passenger van and we would park it down there. Okay. So that's kind of what I picture in my mind. 15-passenger van. Yeah, well, I have six kids. (laughs) And uh, so anyway. Why don't you have a band? (laughs) Why don't you like the Partridge family or the... We kind of did. But anyway, so they hit this truck. They didn't... uh, The client didn't get out, didn't leave a note. I'm sorry. Here's my insurance. So the car was parked on the street that didn't have any house in front of it. That's right. Okay. And she she hit the car Mm -hmm. and then... Well, she wouldn't be waiting around for anything. Did she even... Didn't call the cops. Um, They said... The the client said that... um, a year ago, something like that had happened, and they called the cops, and they waited for an hour, two hours. The cops never showed up. Mm-hmm. So then the client starts driving off. and Okay, and she didn't leave a note on the car. Nothing. No, and, 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 you know, you and I were talking about that. I mean, for our listeners, they need to know that if you do something like that, the first thing you've got to do is take responsibility for that well, and how just, you that's do just that. That's common courtesy yeah, it, yeah. in life. It's, it's not. If you've damaged someone's property mm-hmm. um, and you would want this person to do the same thing to you, mm-hmm. if you had a bike, you know, something like the bike shop people or something, if... If you damage something and it's not yours, mm-hmm. the right thing to do is to, it's an accident. Right. Is to, Own up there, to people it. are, are going to be a lot happier with you if you apologize uh, rather than do basically hit and run, you know, that's like, right. Uh, exactly. Because that's what it is, even if it's not a vehicle, it's something else. Uh, so, anyway, she left the scene and she didn't leave a note. And or I say she, it could be a he, I don't know. Right, and then ran into mm-hmm. uh, the truck owner's daughter who said, you... She ran into, as in, con- was confronted? Was confronted by them because when the girl When did this is, confrontation occur? Uh, about 20 minutes after she hit the truck. How did the daughter the car, of the car that was hit The daughter find said out? she heard the crash. Oh, okay. So, sounds to me like the house was close enough. I don't know. All of this That's is weird that the daughter didn't hearsay. go straight out there. You hear a crash and you run. Right. So that in, sounds more like your client isn't being completely forthcoming because when someone hears a crash, they come out. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, um, my client goes back to their own home, which was just right around the corner, and mm-hmm. tells the daughter, I live right here. Mm-hmm. Come over. I'll give you my entrance information. It's late at night, blah, blah, blah. Come in, come in. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. So what my client tells me is that they go back home, the daughter... But um, the, the, the the daughter had to go to this woman's house, or she went outside where... She uh, supposedly the daughter saw where the client lived, and then I think the daughter went How home would and she find called How the would cops. She see where she lived. She showed her. That's what my client is saying. But now you've got to go back again. I'm, I'm the prosecutor here on this case. I'm confused. Your client hit a car that was parked on the street without any house in front of it, mm-hmm. waited around for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then left. That's right. But so, how did this other person know where she, the daughter, where this uh, the 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 driver that hit the car lived? Um, so, as the my client is driving off, uh-huh. the daughter is walking down the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And says, you hit my dad's car. Okay. And then my client says, yes, I know I hit your dad's car. I'll give you my insurance information. I live right there. Supposedly, you okay, can see Okay, that doesn't make house. any sense. Why didn't she stop her car right then and say, here's my information to the daughter? Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Because if it were me going out to a car driving off after an accident was hit, I would, um, the right thing to do would be to stop the car and have a discussion about it and take pictures. and But... 
not drive off and say, hey, I got to go. Um, well, that's what she did, uh-huh. supposedly, and pointed to her house, showed uh-huh. her where she lived, uh-huh. and said, follow me. Let, let me pull my car in the driveway. Uh-huh. And uh, so then I guess the daughter goes back and calls the police, uh-huh. and uh, then the cops show up at her house, my uh-huh. client's house, because she knew where she lived, uh-huh. because my client says... Was there, like, paint on the fender, or how bad was this bumper... Was it a hit by a bumper, or how bad was the damage? There there was about $3,000 worth of damage to the truck what tr- who, that my the, client hit oh. that was parked. $3,000? Did she was she did she even put her brakes on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Did anything happen to her car? Yes, it was damaged. Uh, how? Uh, where was it damaged? I don't know. Uh, front right panel. Okay, front so this, panel. this wasn't just a bumper. No. Uh, bumper the, no. the, the front right panel means the side of the car where the, well you know the police report said it's less than two hundred dollars worth of damage oh, to, to the car? truck no to the, oh, to the truck yeah but but that's ac- nothing that's a scratch i know but according to what the insurance company paid uh-huh. her insurance company paid uh-huh. it was three thousand dollars worth of damage i was gonna say that's not just a scratch yeah. um all right the only reason i ask is to see if there was any paint on the card that would but apparently she admitted she did it. She did. Okay. All she right. admitted so, she did it. But it, it's almost like if uh, um, the the example would be I uh, shot uh, station manager Dick when I came in here because, um, you know, uh, I was in a bad mood. And then I waited around for a while and then I left. But the girl next door said she uh, she saw it and then they came to my house and talked to me about it because his dead body's over here in the, the back and... You know, I admit, I admit it. I, you know, I was in a bad mood, and you know, I shot Dick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it wouldn't have been better if I had stuck around and tried to revive him. And you know, I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. probably would never shoot the station manager. <laughs> well, gosh, I sure hope not, Tony. <laughs> but but the no, thing but, is, is that I left it, the scene. It's, it's right. I yeah. left the body, which is the car. Mm-hmm. I left the scene, and then they came and got me. It, it's so much worse if you've. Uh, you've left the res- the responsible thing to do would be to take care of it, leave the note, make sure. Of course, it's a, di- a person in a car completely different, but um, to take care of that business. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, I-, I hit I've hit cars in parking lots before, and you're like, ah, it's a little thing. But my conscience won't let me do that, mm-hmm. especially now with there because there's cameras everywhere, and there might be a ring camera. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that these days. You're, it, it's going to come back to you. It's just not worth it. So. The right thing to do would have been to stop and to settle it right then. Okay, but the the police came around and mm-hmm. they talked to um, your client mm-hmm. and and it was it wasn't resolved, I guess, or was well, it? Well, uh, it was resolved. I mean, it's interesting because in the police report, it just says we knocked on her door and we're trying to. She was faking like she was asleep, and <laughs> and um, then finally, I've done that when my clients come over before. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they come over and it's mm-hmm. like. I just can't deal with this. Why are they here? They're not mm-hmm. even. So, yeah, I've, I've done that. I think. But then she finally comes to the door and the cops come in and the sergeant comes in and they talk to her and she mm-hmm. says that she's sorry. She didn't mean to leave. She told the girl where she lived. She pointed out her uh-huh. house. Uh-huh. Uh, she said. When did the police come by? Was it within a few days? or a few? No, it was that night. The police came by that night? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was that night. Okay. All right. Why is that so strange? Because uh, typically when somebody in the middle of the night leaves the scene of a an accident, a vehicular accident, the reason they're leaving the scene is because they're intoxicated. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that the police will think. That's what common 
that's just what a defense attorney would think. Why would you leave the scene of an accident? Why wouldn't you stick around? The only reason people leave is because there, another crime has been committed. Mm-hmm. Um, either their children are by themselves at the house or they're intoxicated or mm-hmm. they've got contraband on the car or they were up to no good to begin with. I mean, there was some theft that went on. There's something else going on. People just don't leave unless there's a reason. They just don't. Mm-hmm. That's why it's suspicious. Mm-hmm. That's why you stick around mm-hmm. because because that's that's the right, not only the right thing to do, but it's suspicious anybody else hearing it. Why did you leave? Mm-hmm. And so they came to her house that night, and mm-hmm. it seems to me that that would have been when they would have determined whether there was an intoxication. And so I think that's why they showed up. Okay, but they didn't determine was, that. No, so no, not according to the police report. Okay, so but so I don't the, have the whole file either. Okay, so uh, that, that's here or there. They can't prove intoxication. They don't have any evidence of that. Right. They would have already charged her with that right. if that was the case. So mm-hmm. um. So now you've got a, uh, the police did an investigation right after the accident. Uh, she has now admitted, whether she admitted it before or not, she's admitted to the police, mm-hmm. apparently, that she did this mm-hmm. and that she's going to pay for the damage to the car. And, ha- and, and has that took done place. that. That okay. took place. Okay. And so the charge in this case is failure to, to render give information. Aid. Oh, failure to give information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is ridiculous because she gave information. Now, she didn't give it to the – she didn't leave it on the car. She didn't give it to the daughter as she was stopped by her on the street. But within an hour, she gave them – Yeah, but she gave information after they showed up and demanded the information. There's no proof that she gave information at that time that the accident occurred because she didn't leave a note, and that's what someone would do Mm -hmm. to evidence they – I mean, if she had on her phone pictures of the car, mm-hmm. now that might be something. I took pictures of it because I had my intention was, but she still that wasn't the the charge. The charge is she failed failure to leave information, failure to give information. So I would I would have thought that you might be able to argue before the judge, which we, that's part of our show today is mm-hmm. what you would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the 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 reason that you want to get an attorney is. Um, you might be able to argue to the judge that there is not probable cause. Whether you're in a department store and you've walked out with clothes mm-hmm. because I for, I had it in my, you know, that that can happen. You, sure. You know, and that, that I can see that happening even with me. I've got a lot of stuff in my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got, you know, this. Mm-hmm. I've got a camera. I'm looking at different things. Let's say it's mm-hmm. Best Buy. I've got mm-hmm. all, you know, I need to... I've got. I don't have a basket, so I'm going to put this here. I'm not trying to steal it. It's you know sticking out my pocket or whatever it may be. Um, and then you leave the store, and the uh, you know the, the alarm goes off. Well, alarm has gone off even after you paid before, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they did. Maybe they haven't taken a little strip off or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so is there a probable cause that you tried to steal something when when you paid? Are, are there's an accusation that you were in the dressing rooms, which they don't have cameras in there, and you were trying to steal stuff in there. So th- there's some question. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. And, and, the, and the, the, the judge, who are just people like us, mm-hmm. but they're elected, they've made it through mm-hmm. that whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in Harris County with all the Democrat judges, they're very um, friendly toward uh, the defendant mm-hmm. because they, they – they're empathetic. Mm-hmm. It's a term I'm like, we're not friendly. They don't know them to, mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, I want to say in, in the Republican counties, it's a little bit less so. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Democrats typically will go to uh, at least what we've seen. Um, they're going to sort of lean toward the, the, the smaller guy, mm-hmm. whereas the Republicans are going to lean toward more law enforcement. And, you know, I believe what they're telling me because 
you know, whichever. There's just a lien, that's mm-hmm. all. And so I've seen a number of times in the probable cause hearings in Harris County um, th- that the judge uh, will say that I just don't see, have to see probable cause here. I'm going to, you know, I- I'm not going to take this case. It gets dismissed right there. So as an attorney, you want to try to argue there was no probable cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, the 1517 hearing, the bond hearing is your chance if you've got an open warrant mm-hmm. and they haven't been arrested yet. Mm-hmm. Because right when the judge gives the bond amount, he's already determined there's probable cause. Mm-hmm. So that's where your attorney comes in and you want to kind of argue that up front. And what we were talking about earlier is um, uh, what, uh, citizens, are, it's, it's an open forum when you go to court. Mm-hmm. You can sit in the courtroom, in any court, just mm-hmm. for fun if you want to, not during COVID typically mm-hmm. right now, and watch a hearings progress. The problem is you can't hear what's going on because – a lot of times they're talking quietly to the judge at the bench. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of COVID, what they've done for us, is they've made most of these hearings Zoom. Mm, right. So the judge is, you can hear what they're saying to the different attorneys. And what we were talking about earlier, and that's our, part of our second segment, is the protocol, or the third segment, is you can actually go into the Harris County clerk's uh, Zoom. I forget what it's called. It's If you Google Harris County Court, Harris County District Court, but particularly the Harris County Courts, they've got a list of all the courts, mm-hmm. and and you can go to a live stream and watch, mm-hmm. and not the judge doesn't even know you're there. You're just a little fly on the wall, just mm-hmm. like you would be in court. Right. In fact, in real court, and this has happened to us before, um, the judge can see you, and the bailiff may come around and ask you, "What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Are you a witness?" And maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe you're mm-hmm. you shouldn't. You know, they, they'll actually ask you in Montgomery County in particular. What are you doing here? Well, that's interesting. So, like, if we're in a trial, can anybody just watch, even though the rule has been invoked? And You're not supposed to. Hmm. Interesting. But a lot of times, what the courts will do with the rules been invoked is they'll take it off live stream. And if you want oh. to go to court, the option is to actually go into court public wise. Mm-hmm. But the Harris County courts have got this beautiful thing where you can go into a live stream and you can actually watch how everything progresses. Yeah. If someone, if you don't know what to do, you can look at the on docket, the off docket. You can see how the judge reasons. You can see how the, who your prosecutor may be, or you can watch if you do have a case, an open case. You can watch the prosecutor that's handling your case, how they operate with other cases. Um, it's just it's kind of nice, and I'll have. Uh, the Harris County live streams just playing in the background of my office while I'm mm-hmm. doing other work mm-hmm. if I've got a case in that court just to see how my colleagues are doing and how the just to watch because mm-hmm. I like watching court cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I contacted Montgomery County to see if I could do the same thing because they don't have it available so you can just tap into it mm-hmm. on the live stream, but it's still public. And if they've got Zoom hearings and it's public and they're only doing Zoom because of the, the COVID and a lot of courts still are. Um, whether it's civil or criminal, you can call the coordinator or email them, and they'll tell you here uh, if you if there's a particular hearing you want to see, uh, then give me your uh, you know I'll I'll contact you that morning with the Zoom link. So it's wonderful that you can actually watch and just be. You have nothing to do with the case at all. Yeah, that's you're great. just curious. Okay, well, so if our on I think that. Um, We've talked about sections one and two. What mm-hmm. about contacting the court for protocol? So you've been talking about Zoom, but when we say contacting the court for protocol, we mean the procedure now that there's a warrant. Right. What do I do with my case? Right. So you've got 
the, the situation we have like you have right now mm-hmm. is you've got a client who's calling you and say, look, I just found out I've got a warrant. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think they have probable cause. I mm-hmm. can't believe they did this. I've already paid for the damage. Well, I, uh, my, my constitutional rights have been violated. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a warrant out. Are they going to come to my door? Are they going to mm-hmm. arrest me? Exactly. There's a, there's a warrant out. Well, the warrant is exactly what it says. Whether you have a bench warrant because the judge has issued a warrant because you didn't show up for court, uh, but it's a mandated from the bench. Whether the warrant is through a judge or the warrant is through law enforcement, which is going to be your typical police warrant because uh, the district attorney has taken a charge from somebody who's made a complaint against you, you've got a warrant, so you got to take care of it. So what are my options with this warrant? Um, well, the the first thing that, that I do first is verify there's a warrant. The second thing is I try to determine if there's probable cause, so I look at it. I try to see if um, if I've determined there is a warrant. Um, before there, if there's not a bond set, you can't bond out. So you call the court, you contact the coordinator, usually via email. An attorney usually does this. The coordinator is going to be a lot more uh, uh, prone to respond immediately to an attorney than to a layperson, unless you, they 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 are like street, you know, or. or uh, jailhouse lawyers Mm -hmm. and they've already been through it before right but you contact them and you ask um if they can get a bond if it's on a schedule if they won't give you a bond maybe it's just a fluke because they don't have the bond issued in there it's not on the schedule if they won't give you one they'll say well i can't um the coordinators whether it's county district jp or whatever will say i have to um I have to give you a, the only way I can give you a bond amount is if you appear. That's right. And so, if to appear, you can you can appear on a walk-in docket like in Harris County, mm-hmm. and you won't be arrested if you mm-hmm. go in. But mm-hmm. but you're probably doing better if you have an attorney there to argue there's no PC or probable cause mm-hmm. on that walk-in docket. So you're, usually, you're Wednesday mornings at nine o'clock in the courts typically for walk-in docket. Contact the coordinator first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not typically, what an attorney will do is they'll contact the coordinator, ask to. Uh, get on off docket can I just approach the judge and talk about this mm-hmm. the attorney is going to argue why there's no probable cause mm-hmm. and argue for a bond amount if the judge does thinks there is probable cause you're going to argue for your client to get the lowest bond amount po- mm-hmm. possible a PR bond if you're given a lot of those now in Harris County you're going to try to get that um, if it's low enough you want to do a cash bond and not go through a bonding company because you get all your money back and then they're going to set a date for you to appear with your attorney if it's a, a, a felony case, if it, it could be that they're going to refile it as a felony, then you want to ask that there be a grand jury hold so that you can get this before a grand jury as opposed to letting the prosecutor handle it. You may want to talk with the prosecutor because the prosecutor may think, eh, you know, we might want to. They have the option to dismiss it before it even goes to the grand jury. The prosecutor, you're not, they're not your enemy. They're just doing their job, but that's, right. that's how you work it. Um, so uh, j- just to kind of to recap, it, once you get a bond, you if you're guilty and you know it, you may want to just reserve, not even pay an attorney. You just may want to plead guilty or no contest just to, because so they'll be lenient with you. Mm-hmm. But especially if you've already told the police that you did it. You've already told law enforcement. You've admitted to it. Mm-hmm. You may just want to see what your fines are and just be done with it. Okay. Um, but I would talk to an attorney first before I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you may want to appear in court and post a cash bond so you can fight it because you don't think that they've got... Probable cause is different from beyond a reasonable doubt. You may still want to fight your case, mm-hmm. even if you do have a bond. Um, you may want to go to a bail bondsman who's, an, who's a surety to um, to uh, have them always remind you of your court dates. They know the system. They know the courthouse. They know the judges. They know law enforcement. It may be easier just to go to a bail bondsman once you know the bond amount to get them to 
uh, to, to either walk through it with you, which is the other thing. You may need to do a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. They may have, they may not give you a bond until you appear. And you can't appear well, with, with all the of COVID. this on Zoom, right? Right. So, and and if with, if you have COVID, even exposed to it, you can't appear. Mm-hmm. But if you don't appear, and they find out that um, that there is probable cause, the judge may still want you to uh, to show up. They may not believe you. The judge may not believe that you were exposed to COVID. They may ask for some proof of that, mm-hmm. and then you can do that via email. So, but you've got to. It's just a touch and go because if you have been exposed to COVID and you show up in court and you've exposed everybody, then they're going to be really mad. And mm-hmm. so you really just have to be, uh, that's an excuse, but it's not a valid one if you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, it what they're doing these days, though, is um, is that they're letting your, your attorney zoom in and explain that you've been exposed to COVID, uh, that you're you're in the waiting room of Zoom. They can, the judge can see you, determine your demeanor, if it's legitimate. You also have to look at your client's background, if they have a lot of prior arrest. Uh, uh, for a particular, you know, hit and run or a failure to ID or no license, then the, the judge is probably going to give them a higher bond. If they've got prior arrest and failure to appear, then, then they're a bond risk. They don't want to give them a bond like this Giselle gal that was over there in New York. They won't even give her a bond for $28 million or whatever. The one that was with the um, the guy that killed himself that did the, the sex trafficking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jelaine. I know who you're talking about. Anyway, um, um, she can't even get a bond because she's a flight risk. Yeah. All right, so we're getting, we're, that's pretty much what our whole show is. Um, right. Call us if you have any, or email us. And right. And what uh, is our closing? And we <laughs> want to remind you to serve God by serving others. Have a great week, guys.